Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Lords of Consciousness podcast. I am your host, Clint Culberson, and I'm sitting next to my right-hand man himself, Richie, Richie Bones Jones. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. What about yourself today, Clint? Oh, it's so good, so good. We've just, uh, we're two weeks past after the, the gathering and uh, just still fl- like flying on cloud nine and so many awesome pieces we've just we came out with this documentary for uh from the gathering and kind of an explanation of uh the 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 nascence of the group lords of consciousness which was a private facebook group uh that's been around for over two years and kind of inspired some of us to branch out into this media media site and you know everyone from that group is kind of part of the media site in a way in fact our guest tonight is a part of that also i mean he's part of our greater community so i'm just i'm just flying high dude for real man it's been (laughs) a very interesting couple of weeks that's for sure oh yeah well tonight we have like as i was saying one a member of our of our community but someone who's literally inspired us to to do what we've done in terms of following our passions, following our dreams, you know, and really just going from that that stage of dreaming to action, you know, it's like where you go to that stage where you're just sick and tired of talking about it, and it's like you better do something about it or just quit talking about it, kind of stage. And mm-hmm. Tob- Tobias is was launching, or, or our guest tonight is Tobias Lavely. <coughs> <laughs> and he uh, he has totally inspired us in, with his his uh, mushroom business that he's doing called Organic Galaxy. And for those on the video, you can see I'm wearing the shirt Organic Galaxy. Tobias, you too. You're wearing well. your shirt. Welcome to the show, dude. I've been talking too much. I wanted to let you talk. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Tobias is joining us from his laundry room. And I yeah, love it, totally. dude. <laughs> That's a dedicated father right there, letting you know, watching over his uh, his flock in the laundry yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> My two year old can be like hell on earth, so I just you know I'd rather sweat it, <laughs> sweat it out in here than wake her up. Oh, good for you, dude. Good for you. <laughs> um, it's it adds some style to this, man. It does. It does. It's, <laughs> all, it's all personality, you know. Yeah, man. So. Tobias, you you um, again. We you you're part of you were the founder of this, uh, the, and you are the the the, the brainchild of this uh, amazing idea called Organic Galaxy. And yeah. kind of explain to us, you know, can you explain to us um, what it is and what you plan on what you plan on doing, what you've already done, kind of maybe even the life cycle of of from idea to to you know where we're at right now and where you're going to be going yeah um well organic galaxy is you know we're in motion to be a mushroom farm slash uh, like healing arts center you know where we don't want to just be you know 
someone like a company that produces just like gourmet mushrooms for people to eat and just make profit off of that. But we want to like utilize fungi for all of like the magical things that it can do. You know, there's like medicinal mushrooms that can, uh, you know, help heal people and make them feel a lot better. And, you know, just actually point them in like the right direction for like healthier living. And then there's also like the other side, which is environmental where we can uh, actually like reverse a lot of the harm that uh, we have human beings have caused, you know, and that's uh, where we're at with organic galaxy. It's a lot of work. Like I could say that in five seconds, but there's like, I'm stretched really thin when it comes to doing all this. Yeah. You've, you've launched uh, quite an, an aggressive uh, uh, like, you know, fundraising campaign by through your t-shirts and your apparel i mean it's so damn inspiring man you've can you've your tenacity and your stick to itness if if you will is oh, yeah. seriously <laughs> just inspiring i mean this guy has been working it dude to to get his t-shirts out there we've seen him all over social media for the last year at least over a year uh just you know really pushing his mission and pushing his his belief and not not to not like here's my business and i want to make a lot of money and so help me out it's it's like totally much far beyond that man <laughs> you, you know you're it's your love of the fun of of the fungi and its healing properties in all of its forms i mean i know richie and i are humongous fans of fungi and and yes. honestly humongous benefactors of the, the the sacred power of them um you know especially from the psychotropic type of variety of uh <laughs> mushrooms but but there's it goes so much far beyond that you know and we can talk about the benefits of the psychedelic variety but maybe you could can you explain to those who don't understand what is so powerful about the fungi like how did you fall in love with it uh, well, how I fell in love with it was exactly about your saying about, you know, the psychedelic varieties. I was, uh, I was actually, uh, in college <clears throat> when, um, a buddy of mine, we were like, we were driving down into the city to actually, uh, find some weed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder we're friends. <laughs> the plant teachers. <laughs> and then while we were there, like, uh, you know, my buddy, you know, made his purchase or whatever. And then the guy was like, Hey, do you know anybody who would want to buy some shrooms? And I'd never like, I'd never had shrooms at that point. Like I'd never even tried them, but then like my brain automatically said yes before I even had a chance to thought about it. You know, yeah. it was like, you know, anybody that wants shrooms, it was like, yes. And I was like, yeah, sure. Had and you, then, had you been consciously thinking about them before or just always curious uh, or what? Well, yeah, even when I was a teenager, like in my room, I'd always have like, you know, the mushroom posters that, you know, light yeah. up in different colors under black light that said eat me and stuff like that. So like, I'd always had like that, uh, it had always been in the background and I always yeah. promoted it before I even knew what it was. <laughs> and, um, it's like the hippie side of you, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah. And then when I ate those, I ate those like that night, I didn't even let the guy's house and I'd like already like munch a quarter of these. And, uh, <laughs> and as soon as I, we walked out to the car, it started to kick in and I looked over the hill and it was the most beautiful sunset I'd ever seen in my life. Like uh, yeah. that's when everything started to change. Because before then, I was like, uh, I used to be like uh, super anxious and super depressed about everything. I thought the world was just a dark and ugly place. And mm -hmm. then it's just like little by little, 
with each psychedelic experience, my eyes just opened a little more, you know, to a much brighter and more beautiful place. And it's just, that's when you learn that people create these ugly worlds for themselves. Oh, amen. It's, it's, I, I look at the, 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 I look at the power of psychedelics as like a like a spiritual sledgehammer cracking your the the walls and the shell that we've built all around us of of fear and and uh, that keep others away keep us alone and separate and it's like the mushroom or you know the other there's a, there's many other plant teachers um and to be honest with you even sacred chemicals that we've that, that we've put together that have really helped a lot of people's <laughs> lives. I mean honestly, I mean I I, I really believe here. LSD has been like people say they don't like art, uh, artificial things. I get that, but let's not take away the fact that it's it's been a medicine for very a lot of people too. I mean open yeah. same kind of thing this this sledgehammer that just crashes us and literally <clears throat> you can never look at the world again the same way that you did before right yeah exactly and that's uh you know and then it even it even sets you like in a direction you know like i was totally lost i had no idea what i wanted to do with my life like whatsoever before i started eating them and then after my buddy's friend ran out i wasn't able to find them again and then i was like mm. well you know i was like and that's when i was like you know what why don't i just grow these things you know i was like mm -hmm. my buddy grows weed i was like Growing mushrooms can't be that hard. So when I initially got into it, it was just to grow psychedelic mushrooms for myself. Right. And I had, I legit had no idea what was involved or anything about fungi. Cause like when we studied like fungi in like high school, we had like a week, you know, and they barely like brushed the surface. And right. like a lot of that information is wrong. And I'd really like to talk to some people about that. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. So I started like Googling like, like mushroom seeds and, things like that because i had no idea that they grew from spores or anything mm. and then uh yeah when google <laughs> recommended spores you know i clicked on that <laughs> and then i bought my first syringe and then gave it a shot so what was that yeah. what was that first experience like as you watched the the you know the buttons pop kind of you know what the, the way fungus grows in general like what was that first experience like for you well that first experience and that's pretty much what set everything into motion because you know, i was growing psychedelics and i was super happy about that but the more i watch these things grow like when you see like the mycelium like germinate from spores you know and then it like grows out and then they like network together you know and just watching all that and then i was fascinated and then i've always been the type of person to have questions some people are like oh i wonder how this happens and then they just let it go and they never figure it out mm -hmm. i've never been that type of person i say i wonder how this happens and then i go and find out you know uh -huh. so then i'm like i wonder like how does fungi eat you know like what's left over after it's done and you know i started looking into all that and then what is left over please answer that uh, so explain can you explain explain uh -huh. the like the the purpose of fungus within nature as a decomposer and as a connector and then can you explain yeah absolutely um there's like basically there's three types you know of fungus you know there's parasitic which will kill its host and then begin feeding on it and then there's saprophytic which will only feed on dead organic matter and then there's mycorrhizal fungi and that uh we'll, we'll have to discuss that like later because that's mm. like a whole other world out there hmm. but um basically um you know the cool thing about like psychedelic mushrooms especially uh psilocybe cubenzies they are primary and secondary decomposers and they're saprophytic so they won't kill a host before they feed on 
they'll only feed on the de dead organic matter. And then when I say primary or secondary, meaning they could eat on just like, uh, you know, like raw wood chips, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like partially broken down or anything like that. Cause then you have, uh, <clears throat> like secondary decomposers, which are like white buttons and portobellos or, uh, I don't know if you've ever had uh, the psychedelic mushroom Penalia cyanescence, mm -mm. but those are those are a secondary decomposer. You know, and they'll only like eat stuff that's like been partially like broken down, like composted, if you will. You know, so and basically, when fungi, it'll you know it'll eat these things. You know, once it goes through like the primary and then the secondary process, what's left over is uh, humus soils or dirt, if you will, which is the gateway to like a new uh, new soil deposit. That's amazing. So, so soil is mushroom shit. It's uh, <clears throat> it's not necessarily mushroom shit. It's like the. <laughs> or is it, is it partially you know, that? When you say um, you know, I guess some of it is, but it's basically like what's left over. Like you know, fungi will eat like the cellulose and the lignin, and then leave you know the other shit behind. So. Basically, like the shit that comes, you know, from fungi is part of the humus soil. You know, it's best to like think of it in terms of like dirt. You have dirt and then you have soil. Because like when you think of soil, that's a whole nother ecosystem, you know, where mm -hmm. bacteria and other microbes are involved, you know, and like that's when the mycorrhizal fungi shows up and, you know, things like that. So like basically soil is a like community of other like microorganisms. Oh, yeah. It's like a universe within a universe. It, it really is. It really is. Explain, um, explain the power of mycelium and like the connectivity of it. For those who don't know, I mean, to be honest with you, like you said, most people don't know shit about uh, the the power of fungus. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if it's some conspiracy that someone tried to keep this away from us. I don't know, maybe, but it doesn't really matter. It's just it. it most people are, are far too um, just unaware. Yeah. Yeah. Most people will go like if you turn over like a log that's in the woods, you know, or somewhere and they see like the white fuzzy stuff growing on the bottom. I know some people who thought it was like cobwebs and some people just disregard it as slime altogether. But mm -hmm. they have no idea that that's fungi that's like, you know, repurposing that log. You know, it's mm -hmm. like I like to think of fungi as like. You know, like what I do is like organic alchemy, you know, because we turn like one thing into another that's beneficial, you know, for everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> but like mycelium is like without without mycelium and like other fungi, we would have no forest, you know, and so, without forest, like we would not be able to live here like whatsoever. There's a that's what, what I call. What is, what is mycelium? Explain it. Mycelium is the vegetative part of the fungi. You know, like if we were to compare it to like, say, an apple tree with apples, like mycelium would be the apple tree. The mushroom would be the apples, if that ah, makes any sense. Yeah. It's like it's, it's from what I understand, mycelium is that like beginning phase too, or as it's spreading into the soils or that like furry, fuzzy part in the very beginning where you're all the little... I don't even know what you call it. All the this, those, yeah. the, the little Actually, membranes are connecting. Just one second. Oh yeah, no worries, man. Look at this, man. We're live on the scene with Tobias Lazy, <laughs> man. Cincinnati, Ohio, baby. All right, this right here 
Can you see this? Okay, so for those who aren't seeing, he's got like a cake. It looks like a cake that he's got in his hand. <laughs> Basically, this is a bag of uh, straw that, like, uh, it's oyster mushroom mycelium, you know, and it started out on rye grain, you know. After uh, me and my two-year-old, we found it in the woods last fall, this oyster mushroom growing, and I took a sample of it and put it on a Petri dish with agar. And uh, once it started growing out, I transferred it, some of it to a test tube for long-term storage. And then the rest <clears throat> I put on grain and then I transfer to like bulk substrates like straw and, you know, cocoa coir and things like that. Oh, wow. This is my, this is a bag of mycelium basically. And, and it started uh, from a small, it's just started from a small sample that you put in some yeah, hay? It was, yeah, it was probably like five millimeter by five millimeter like sample Wow. from a mushroom. And, and for, for those who can't see, I mean, now it's like what? What is that? Twelve inches or something, or eight to ten That's probably inches? Probably twelve inches long, maybe like four inches wide. Right, and it's just full. And it's like, like a full yeah. white on. It's the whole thing looks like white frosting cake. If that's my all the mycelium. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the coolest thing about it is like there's like twenty of these bags, and then like I sold the rest of them. This is the only one I have left that I'm going to fruit. Wow. Like, like that that tiny little and that's another powerful thing about like mycelium. Like you can have like the smallest sample and then you can just expand it, you know, for like a really long time before like its genetics, you know, start degenerating, you know. And that's like the one thing you gotta watch for, like when you're uh For you know, real eventually it will they just won't grow from if, as from that from that original spore, eventually the the it, it kinda burns out and you gotta start new. Yeah, like any, um, cause like especially like with mushroom species, they're like they are a Tobias. Tobias, can you move your thumb? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. No worries. Um, um, what was I saying? Oh, when it comes to like even with like people, like we are like a sexual species. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, fungi that produce mushrooms are also a sexual species. It takes like a male and a female spore to germinate and then grow together and then mate for it like it will produce <clears throat> it will produce mushrooms now the thing about like uh sexual species is like that's why we reproduce because like even as people as we get older our genetics start to degenerate you know and the same thing is true with fungi or any other thing that has to reproduce wow that's crazy man uh, can you explain um the similarities between mushrooms and human beings um, yeah, it's funny that you say that uh, because they there's a, a group of eukaryotic scientists, which basically are scientists that study like different types of fungi and things like that. Actually, they're more specific about what they look at, but they've determined that that um, that mammals are actually descendants of fungi. Like we mm. <clears throat> actually came from that whole body of life within itself <clears throat> and the thing is and the cool thing when it comes to human beings and fungi like fungi it breathes oxygen like we do and uh, it's fleshy like we are mm -hmm. you know and things like that like it doesn't like sprout roots like plants and it like in uh sunlight is really harmful for fungi too it can't like turn sunlight into sugar the way plants can so That's how funny. whatever the process of photosynthesis is and and in uh, the rest of nature um, and other plant species, what what is the equivalent of uh, of that? What is the equivalent process uh, within fungi? Fungi. 
If the, is there something? Is there something like that's more plant based? That's equivalent. Meaning, to plant why doesn't it need? Sun, does it? It doesn't need sun at all. Like it doesn't. Well, I mean, um, for like some mushroom species, like when you're growing them, like uh, oysters need it, but it needs very little light, and it cannot be direct sunlight. But like a couple hours of like uh, reflective or incandescent light a day will trigger the fruiting process. <clears throat> but mainly, like mm. when uh, the fruiting process occurs from a fungus, it's because it knows that like it's running low on its food source and you know it has to produce you know and then drop spores you know which is basically the reason you know it produces a mushroom to begin with you know it's like the, the reproductive fruit body of the fungus hmm. you know so like once it begins to so basically it appears it's you know going to be dying soon you know because it's running low on food so it reproduces with mushrooms so, like, if you have something that's, like, abundant, that's why we have to do, like, certain things, like, in mycology to, like, trigger the fruiting process. Like, sometimes when we're growing shiitake mushrooms, like, we have them in bags. I put them, like, in the refrigerator for 24 hours, and then, like, I spank them when I pull them out. <laughs> oh. you know, it's called a cold shock, you know? So, then that way, that'll, like, you know, it disturbs it, and then, like, it begins the fruiting process from there. God, man, you know a lot of shit, dude. <laughs> we said before the show well, I mean, that's that what, Tobias that, is our personal uh, Paul Stamets. So. I can't even, no, I, I couldn't even like accept credit for being like anybody's Paul Stamets because I've been doing this for 10 years and I feel like yeah. I don't know like anything, you know. I feel like what I know now should be common knowledge for everybody, you know. Not necessarily on how to grow fungi, but like how important it is because, you know, it's like, you know, even though the relationship between plants and fungi is what makes it possible for all other organisms to like even be on this planet. Yeah. It's, it, it, can you talk about how it connects the trees? What it's like in, we in get terms into, of uh, it's mycorrhizal like, fungi. Okay. You know, and basically what mycorrhizal fungi does is it like infects plant roots. You know, at first they thought like, the fungus was like actually harming the plants and the trees and the stuff when they first discovered this. But then they realized that this mycorrhizal fungi was uh, providing nutrients for the plant that uh, the plant wouldn't necessarily be able to absorb on its own, like copper and zinc and magnesium and things like that. Plant mm -hmm. roots are unable to absorb these. Mm -hmm. So basically the, the fungus is providing these nutrients, you know, to the tree or the plant or whatever. And then the plant in return gives the fungus uh like you know carbon in the form of sugars and things like that so they establish like a trade system you know where they go back and forth and they both like you know they just they help each other out and that's why like the the trees like those two thousand year old trees that you have in california are able to grow like that <clears throat> because even like the they say the soil deposit there is like so like shallow they weren't like they didn't didn't know how they were able to grow so big until they mm. discovered mycorrhizal fungi, you know, and how beneficial it actually is for plants. And it's like a, it's like a, it's like a computer or something, isn't it? Like an, the internet of nature is, is yeah, like the, uh, found the, out that like uh, trees are able to like, if you have like one mycorrhizal fungi, you know, or even like a couple that are compatible and they've connected, you know, and they're connected to other trees, other trees are able to, communicate with one another through you know the mycelial network and that's probably the way i should have explained it before when we we're talking about mycelium it's actually like a network it's tiny little threads of what's called hyphae 
and each little thread of hyphae is like a highway and it's able to uh transfer like water and nutrients and it's even you know become to known like as an externalized like stomach lungs and brain because they've discovered that it's able to think so like when you're out walking around in the forest like you know the fungi knows that you're there mm-hmm. you know and any debris that you leave behind it's going to be there to catch that debris and then turn it into soil they're like the you know soil magicians the grand like the grand recyclers of life if yeah. you will yeah what a trip man i know right Gosh, I, mushrooms have always tripped me out. Even as a young, like young child, I always thought they were so strange and weird. And you know, like <laughs> right? rain, and all I of a sudden, the next morning, there's like these fucking humongo like <laughs> mushrooms in your lawn. Like, how the hell did that much matter somehow percolate to to this form within such a short yeah. period of time? Well, I, mean, I mean, and that's the cool thing about mushrooms. Like when a mushroom grows, like. When a plant, like, you know, when a seed, like, hatches, you know, it's already the plant that comes out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. When you have, like, mycelium growing, you know, when it produces a mushroom, it, like, compresses more mycelium together to create this mushroom. Mm. We are so geeking out on mushrooms right now. I love it. It's fascinating, <laughs> man. Fascinating. Just it's to... always really fun when I can, like, talk about this stuff because, like, I'll be, like, at Panera, like, just going in on something like this, and I blow people away and... They always think I'm like some kind of wizard and don't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> you are some kind of wizard. <laughs> Especially if you've grown those, uh, the ones that, you know, make you see rainbows. Um, tell me, uh, uh, we, we were talking about Paul Stamets and mm-hmm. how, I mean, that guy's such a legend. He's he's pretty much the the, the world's premier um, mycologist, would you agree? Mushroom, uh, yeah. mushroom yeah, scientist, probably the global authority, like when it comes to fungi. And he's a part of something called Bioneers, which is an organization that is basically uh, its core premise is biomimicry, and that is that the solutions to the problems that we face today in this world can all be solved by biomimicry by mimicking by like the biosphere that nature has all the answers that we need and that when we really study it we can start seeing um we can start seeing the patterns in 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 nature and then we can we can find those solutions of even technologies that that Mm -hmm. um i mean technology itself is all based on this the natural world i mean it really is you know, I wouldn't even think of it as, like, mimicking, you know, especially, like, when I use, like, fungi for, like, bioremediation or biorestoration, mm-hmm. which is the use of fungi for, like, improving your, like, environment's, like, you know, current status. You know, it's, like, you know, basically providing, you know, the right, you know, environmental factors, you know, for it to thrive, you know. So, it's, like, uh, you don't necessarily have to mimic anything, you know. It's just, like, after, you know, human beings are probably the biggest catastrophe to ever happen to this planet, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, after everything that we've done, like when we go and like, they go and like, you know, deforestation, which really gets on my nerves, you know, not only are they killing like all of those trees, but like all of those like mycorrhizal colonies that were subterranean down there, they also die with it, you know? So when we're doing all this, not only like, are we killing a lot of plant life, but a lot of fungal life is going with it, you know? <clears throat> 
and well, basically and some of those are some uh some some forests that are holding very rare mushrooms and can you kind of explain um that's can you explain the medicinal values for some of these rare mushrooms that exist i mean that are that are actually curing um you know major sicknesses and disease and we've the turkey tail mushroom has been proven to to literally stop cancer and cure it and paul stamets himself had his his own mother mm. 87 years old had the had breast cancer the second worst case that the doctor had ever seen and paul was in the middle of doing his studies up in yeah. washington about the turkey tail mushrooms you know you know effect on cancer and his mom literally was cured of cancer by this through turkey tail mushrooms i mean what a fucking epic story through turkey tail mushrooms yeah, I mean, t so yeah, can you absolutely. kind of talk about like some of the medicinal values that are out there for it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, like you're saying, like turkey tails, and a lot of these mushrooms are also like listed as uh, like inedible, and that's because of like their texture and things like that. You know, they aren't able to be chewed or anything like that. So a lot of people might read these like inedible and automatically think they're poisonous, you know, and steer clear of them. But um, there's a mushroom called Ganodermalacidum, or like the reishi mushroom you know, which is like an anti-tumor. And it's also like, uh, it helps like regulate your respiratory system, your cardiovascular system. It's like, uh, could really benefit those who uh, suffer from diabetes or maybe uh, COPD and things like that. <clears throat> mm. There's a, uh, there's the birch polypore, you know, which, uh, has been shown to be super beneficial against, uh, like melanoma and like skin disease and things like that. You know, there's like, uh, you know, there's, there's a book I don't have it on me like right now, but it's called the fungal pharmacy. And it's a, it's a pretty, you know, thick book and it just like lists mushrooms and all of their benefits and things like that. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Um, can you talk about their, what their, you know, Paul, Paul Stamets, another discovery that he's found is the, the effects that it's having on the bee population. Yeah. I've actually just started like reading into that recently and it's, uh, yeah, Paul Stamets, I was watching a lecture on him once and he was talking about, you know, he had like this sawdust pile and he's like, he saw all these bees, you know, like just, you know, they're just going nuts over it. And he didn't understand why until he like, you know, saw that some of them were like drawn to like mycelium that were, that was growing in the sawdust pile, you know? And it's like, uh, you know, it's like beneficial for him too, because like, you know, most of our best, uh, antibiotics come from fungi you know so they uh saw like like the <clears throat> the bees were like taking drops of water from the fungi you know probably to consume the, its antibiotics to like to keep them healthier and things of that nature they also like uh i don't know if you saw but he showed a video where uh there were <laughs> there was a colony of um ants on his land somewhere and uh, they had like all this mycelium and they kicked over their, their ant mound and dropped this mycelium and then left and they came back and found that they took the mycelium and they lined their entire colony, like all the walls and everything, with this mycelium to keep out infection and things like that. <laughs> Nature is amazing, my friend. It really I know, is. right? Oh, yeah. they always it's find a like, way. You know, like it even like, you know, like nature, like even things like bees and ants and things, they all like know how powerful like fungi and mycelium is, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like the only organism on this planet who doesn't know how powerful it is are human beings. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. Uh, yep. One of the craziest things I've seen lately is the ants around a cell phone. 
So you can sit a cell phone down and around ants, and they won't come within a certain perimeter of it if it's ringing. Because of <laughs> really? the, yeah, the waves that it produces when it rings, they won't come within yeah. a certain distance. Wow! Of it. So just imagine oh, what wow. that does to us. You know exactly. You know, the, the nature knows. I mean, and again, that's that's kind of that premise behind biomimicry is just like seeing the systems of nature. You know, even. I mean, even the way that we can live, like we should be, we should be having, um, I mean, kind of in the sense of like terraforming, how are we going to terraform, uh, our planet as, especially as we regain control from the, you know, the assholes who've been controlling it for so long, which is coming soon. Um, how are, how are we going to help heal the earth again? I mean, and I think part of that is going to be to even like introducing mycelium to our environments again. That's something that you've been a part of by, by uh, aren't you selling, selling something with that? Like a little kit now, like little starter kits. Um, I'm working on something. It's called the Microtron. <laughs> I haven't started selling it yet, but it's actually like a, it's going to be like an automated, it's like an automated brooding chamber for people who actually want to like grow their own fungi and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, the kits that I sell already, like, usually when we say kits, it's like uh, that bag that I showed you, you know, with the mycelium growing on the straw. That's actually like a mushroom kit. Really? I can sell it to somebody. Yeah, I can sell it to somebody, and they can, like, put slits down the sides, you know, and even put a bag over it for humidity, and then the mushrooms will grow out of the sides of the bag where it's been cut. And and it it ships just fine? Yeah, it'll ship just fine. It's like, you know, you just take it out, out of the box, you know, immediately, and you know, give it a mist. Wow, man. It's, uh, yeah, my selling is pretty uh, pretty robust stuff. Oh, that is so cool, man. I mean, this this discussion has been, it's, it's like, I mean, it's something that I've been pursuing in my life recently in terms of just finding the power of mushrooms and, and, and all of its forms. I mean, it is such an integral part. I mean, the damn thing's the spores can fly through outer space and 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 live and then re-enter the atmosphere and still germinate exactly mm-hmm. and exactly so it makes you wonder what kind of coating is on those spores and who they're yeah. coming from right well, exactly <laughs> and then they, there's even like you know their talk of like you know fungi even being like extraterrestrial like maybe it mm-hmm. came in on a comet you know mm-hmm. you know, like one little you know the one that uh killed the dinosaurs you know because that's when they say that like fungi inherited the earth is yep. when uh you know, a comment, you know, happened. And then like all of the plants that paired up, you know, with the mycorrhizal fungi, you know, they thrived and lived on, you know, cause they were able to get nutrients still because fungi doesn't need light to keep on going. Even though there was like, you know, a huge cloud, you know, pretty much blacking out the sun. Wasn't, was- wasn't the original soil on this planet from th- this, the era of the giant mushrooms. I mean, there used to be it massively was, uh, yeah. hum- huge mushrooms Basically, on the planet. Um, Fungi were the first organisms to show up on land and they basically would mine, you know, you know, lava rock, you know, for nutrients and things like that, you know, and then it would just like, and little by little, there was like a little tiny thin layer of soil and then like little small plants would show up. And then like, after they would like, you know, climax and then fall, fungi would eat those. So like generation after generation of trees growing and falling and plants growing and falling, it's where we were able to develop the soil that we have that we would not be able to live without. God. So amazing. 
I wish we could like see that all like quickly and fast forward on some movie, you know? <laughs> like time lapse. Yeah, dude. I hope at the end of this we get to see like the video of all the Earth and how it was created for real. You know, where did humans come from? I mean, come on, we get that movie, right? Oh. Yeah, right. And it's like, uh, you know, there's always that Terrence McKenna quote where you know said like plants and fungi you know, pretty much invented people so that we could carry their seeds and their spores and stuff. So that way they could, uh, you know, grow more abundantly in other places. Yeah. That is, that is so cool. Let me, we're going to, this will be my final question for you. And I kind of, I'm really curious about this, but because it's a unique question. Um, how do you see community and and mushrooms like how do you see what an important part of every community they should be i mean human communities i mean i guess we could kind of go back to yeah and that's uh you know and that's like one of my biggest things with organic galaxy is i want to kind of like develop an awareness to teach people that you know we don't know everything you know i don't mm -hmm. you know it's no longer a good idea to push nature aside and like pave over her you know mm -hmm. and build these great big monstrous buildings like it's not helping anything <clears throat> You know, and the thing is, is, uh, you know, and even with like organic galaxy, like not everybody can be a mycologist and nor mm -hmm. do I expect them to be, but I want to like, you know, like you said, you were inspired. And that was like my main goal is to inspire people, you know, the, you know, whatever it is you've had on your mind, you know, you know, that's just been like following you like since forever that you've always wanted to do that could possibly help out. I want people to like, you know, well, this guy from Cincinnati who's broke is doing it, you know. Yep. Maybe I can start doing it too, you know? So like, and as a community, you know, I think people need to, uh, you know, specialize more into like what's organic, you know, instead of what's, you know, the next big technology thing. Cause like, uh, you know, it's like even, um, you ever see that movie, uh, the time machine with guy Pierce. Oh yeah. Yeah. Know? I did see yeah. that. And his friend was looking at the diagram and he's like, I wonder if we'll ever go too far. You know, uh, I feel like that's where we're at right now. Like we're on, like on the verge of going too far, where we just need to back up and say, mm -hmm. you know, we need to stop doing this. We need to have like a different approach, and that's like I want my company to be like, you know, like other animals that live on this planet. They like establish like a natural equilibrium with their environment. Mm -hmm. They take what they need and then they give back something just as beneficial. And that's kind of how I want like Organic Galaxy to be. You know, where we're like not only just like taking stuff producing a product and then we have like industrial waste you know which a lot of companies do mm -hmm. and then they have the waste of what like people throw away and there's just a bunch of like non-biodegradable waste <clears throat> you know we want it to be uh you know reestablish the equilibrium that was there before we started you know building all this stuff that we thought was amazing which is turning out to be devastating gosh well said dude Bravo, man. That was seriously epic what you just said. It's it's kind <laughs> Thanks, of man. you basically just said the definition of what it means to live symbiotically with this planet. You know, mm -hmm. at lordsofconsciousness.com, the media LLC media, that is one thing that we really want to focus on is is people who are promoting symbi like, like symbiosis. You know, and that mm -hmm. is so vital right now. It's it's literally the like the thing that it's kind of what I envision humanity really uh, doing in the next stage, you know, in this, in this mm -hmm. new age that's coming, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, yeah. Again, as we get more control of ourselves, and I'm a firm believer, I'm an optimist on, our, on the future of humanity, but 
it's going to be a return to nature, man. And I yeah. think it's. Well, I mean, I'm an optimist as well as you are. It's going to be a return to nature, but the way I've seen it like happen, like I saw it during a mushroom trip once, and it's like not pretty because there's everybody mm-hmm. out there. They're all having their big fight, you know? And basically what's going to happen is they're all going to end up killing each other, and then we're going to be the only ones left because we're not in that big fight. You know, yeah. while they're all over there, they're fighting for their gold and their oil and their drugs mm-hmm. and, you know, and all the money and all their profits and things like that. It's, you know, and that's like my biggest thing with my company now is like, I don't care about money. Like I have like no desire to have a lot of it, which is not good <laughs> if you're trying to start a company. So tell people how they can help you. Cause honestly, this is really a big deal. I think there's this guy in Cincinnati, Ohio, his name's Tobias Lavely. He's passionate as hell. If you've listened if you've listened to the first forty minutes of this, you have seen this and how, this guy really wants to be able to, to to spread this knowledge on a regular basis. He doesn't wanna the more we get a guy like him growing mushrooms, the more the better off the world is. And so how can people help you? Well, I mean, like personally, like if they want to help Organic Galaxy, you know. Yeah, like, that's what I want buy, you to talk about. You know, there's a, uh, you know, you could always, you know, buy a T-shirt like online. Where, and, um, where, you know, where can they go? Uh, right now, you can go to Organic Galaxy, like organic, like hyphen galaxy dot com, and then there's like a link that says apparel. It's like the first one after home. Mm-hmm. You go, and then you can order like you know like T-shirts, and then I have I have all all kinds of stuff that people can order now, like even like desktop sleeve or uh, laptop sleeves. And, you know, and I think there's a clock on there too. These but, shirts um, are badass. Your logo is so cool, man. So for any of these people man, who was, just like cool shirts, buy this by, thing. Uh, it was inspired by a crop circle that I saw. Somebody posted a picture like five years ago of this crop circle. And I'm like, that crop circle looks like a mushroom. Huh. You know, but it was abstract, like, you know, like this symbol is here. So I was like, I'm going to make something like that. And that's where, like, you know, the organic galaxy symbol came from. Or the Orwe, as my two-year-old likes to call it, so that's what I call it now. The what? The what? <laughs> uh, we call it an Orwe. Orwe. <laughs> yeah, she was like, is that an Orwe? An Orwe? And I'm like, sure, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, man, kids from the mouth of babes. Mm-hmm. Tobias, man, thank you, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. We're gonna have to have you on again, man. We just we called you our our resident Paul Stamets, and we're gonna call on you with with uh, any way we can help you, and then also just to get this knowledge out there more and more, man. You got so much to say, dude, and quite a voice. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Like I appreciate it. Like I could probably I didn't even know that we had already gotten to our forty minutes. Can you believe it? Probably. Yeah, I could probably do another 40 more. Like, <laughs> I had like all kinds of stuff prepared to say, and I only like scratched the surface. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, we'll let's have you on again because be honestly, we're, we're trying we're trying our best to have more bite-sized pieces for people, so it's not so overwhelming, and so right. we can reach as many people as possible. So, I mean, that's a smart idea. So, let's have you on again, dude, because I would love to get a part two. Plus, well, uh, where Richie actually talks more instead of me dominating the freaking mic sorry <laughs> yeah, the next time we talk i definitely want to talk about your mobile mission i think your mobile mission is a phenomenal idea so yeah definitely next time let's let's talk about that you know going mobile all right with the, yeah totally but he, the one where he, did you see a thing with the, the rv that i want to do yes it is amazing yeah. <laughs> 
Tobias yeah. basically wants to be the Breaking Bad, the Walter White of the mushroom world, <laughs> growing out of a out of a an RV and traveling. Well, that way, yeah, and travel that way. I could travel to different forests, you know, and things like that, and then I have my lab right yep. there. You should see. I, Such a I cool know, idea, I, man. I pissed off this other mycologist so bad. He like tried for days to explain to me why it's like a really bad idea. Really? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's like. I've grown, like, I've used, like, they tell you, like, oh, you're, you know, when you work with agar, it has to be, like, in a super sterile environment and things like that. And I've gotten it to work with my kitchen, you know, where I have, like, a draft coming through my back door, which is right next to my stove. And that's where I work. And I've had more than, you know, plenty of success with that. With very low contaminant ratios. So, like, you know, I can make it work. I just, I don't like, some people just don't like it when you're, uh, you know, revolutionizing things, you know. I, I imagine this guy's been doing it, you know, probably longer than I have. And then it just breaks his heart to see somebody doing something different. Yep. It's just, just a standard, you know, you got to yeah. get away from the standards. Sometimes the standards not always right. Mm-hmm. Hey man, dude. Well, you're, this is the, this is a trendsetter right here. Organic galaxy. Find this guy, <laughs> buy his damn t-shirts. Cause first off, they're just cool as hell. And second off, you're helping a guy. So, who's going to really make a huge yeah. impact he's not doing it for to become rich he's doing it to to change lives and to change this planet so tobias man we're really grateful that you could come on today man and grateful to get the tour of the laundry room get to see the big uh the big uh mycelium cake mycelium. <laughs> exactly it was not a bag of coke ladies and gentlemen okay <laughs> it was mycelium <laughs> That's his story. If that was a bag of Coke, I'd have a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a birthday cake to me. That's what I thought it was. I was like, what's he bringing out a birthday cake for? <laughs> Listen, whatever it takes, man. You got to do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Just Paid kidding. There's no, there were no it's drugs. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, Tobias.